Hello, I'm Anthony Morrow and this is Get On The Money, the podcast where I help you understand how to look after your money. I've worked in the finance industry for 20 years and I think it's still far too complicated for most people to get their head around. You never get to learn about money at school, so each episode I'll be giving you a bite-sized lesson on a different money matter, a financial toolkit to help you navigate the world we live in right now. Last time, you heard from Adam, who's juggling lots of different jobs all the time. He keeps himself afloat with his never broke fund, a little savings pot that I think everyone should have in a world where regular paychecks are getting rarer and rarer. Just having that base level that no matter what, like I am never broke, ever. In this episode, you're going to hear why I think credit unions are a great place to put that savings pot. You'll hear from Matt Bland, Chief Executive of the Co-op Credit Union, and he'll explain to you what they do and how they can help your finances and your community. About two-thirds of our members are women. They tend to be living in less well-off parts of the country, and it's that kind of profile of person who tends to be ripped off, frankly. But first, I want to tell you about something I read in the news recently and how it could impact your own money. Okay, so this week, what I want to talk about is what's been in the news quite regularly over the last few weeks, and that's cryptocurrencies. And actually, not just cryptocurrencies, but what I want to talk about is the increasing number of investment ideas that are appearing on social media channels. A really good example of adverts that are there to try and encourage you to invest are ones that point out that actually the interest rates you get on your savings at the bank, they are low, right? And so these adverts will say, they're really poor. Here, come and invest here and we will get you something like 9%, 10%. They're ridiculous numbers to be advertising, right? As soon as you see something that anything north of 5% a year being claimed comes with too high a degree of risk for most people to be taking. Certainly most people to be taking with life savings. So those adverts, you should just scroll on up to the next thing in your timeline. If we look at cryptocurrencies themselves, then you know, whilst the original ones like Bitcoin have been around a while now, there are thousands of these currencies out there now. And the reality is that they behave not in a way that an investment behaves, but more in the way that you would expect if you walked into a bookies. Now, sadly, there is an increasing number of people who are falling foul of investment scams. Sometimes the case have been enticed into these investments with the promise of getting rich quickly and in the end find out that it's either a scam or that they didn't really understand the investment they were getting into and it had lots of risk attached to it, lifelong savings, all gone without really understanding. And what I want to try and do now is just talk around why it's okay for investments to be boring. So one of the golden rules I have for investing is never put your money somewhere which is going to cause you to stay awake at night. Actually, the intricacies of investing are really, really complicated. And that's why there are lots of professionals out there who are paid to look after your money and to do it in a way that's, that's safe. But ultimately, 
investing and pensions and ICEs, they should be boring and you should view it as that. You should view it as something that's boring but is necessary to help you improve your your well-being. Your, your life will become better the more you manage to save and invest. And all of that is some of the reasons why I want to introduce the concept of credit unions to you. We've got Matt Bland, CEO of the Co-op Credit Union. We're going to be talking around the great job that they've been doing. But credit unions, they pay a competitive savings rate. They don't do it for profit. They do it to help improve the financial options for those people who need to borrow money from them and also who want to save some money. Get on the money. Straight talking. No jargon, helping you make sense of your money. Hi, Matt. You're the chief executive of the Co-op Credit Union. How are credit unions different to traditional banks and building societies? One of the key differences is that we're cooperatives. And what that means basically is that the people that use the service are also the owners of the service. Whereas a bank might be looking to make profit from the relationship with you, We only have the interests of the people that are using the service at heart, and so we're trying to be as cheap and as cost-effective and responsive to the needs of the people using the service as we can. So what does a typical member of your credit union look like? They tend to be women, so about two-thirds of our members are women, between 25 to 35, and they tend to be living in less well-off parts of the country and parts of the community. And it's that kind of profile of person who tends to be ripped off, frankly, by a lot of the lenders out there in the market who charge extremely high rates of interest. And the mainstream banks aren't that bothered. You know, there's not a lot of money to be made from that kind of profile. And so you're kind of left with high cost lenders out there who, frankly, are are exploitative in what they do. So we're trying to give a fair deal to those same people by providing services that meet their needs and and what that means for many of them is it's just charging them a lot less money for the same loan that they might get elsewhere. On a very conservative estimate we think of all the people that borrowed from us in our financial year 2019-20 we saved them something in the region of 300,000 probably quite a lot more in interest that they would have paid had they borrowed from somewhere else. That's quite a tangible way of thinking about the help that we're providing to people, just in respect of reducing the cost of the credit that they might otherwise use. But we're also, more than that, it's about encouraging people to take control of their finances and to start to build some savings. So we encourage our borrowers to save alongside their loan repayments. And in the process of doing that, we can demonstrate to people, many of whom have never been able to save even a small amount of money before, that actually they can afford to save. And even small amounts of money can be really transformational for people's outlook. And um, if they've never been able to save before, just a few hundred pounds can mean that they have higher self-esteem, more self-worth. And actually, next time that emergency strikes, they're not scrabbling around and begging and borrowing to get whatever it is fixed. But they've got a bit of money there aside that they know that they can rely on. And so for many of our borrowers and many of our members, that can be a real life-changing thing. Yes, certainly around the debt and the borrowing. Obviously, we've seen over the years things like the payday lenders of Wonga. There's a new sort of breed of lender still coming out that is 
very well advertised and marketed, but it's still an expensive form of debt. And, and that's where I see credit unions being a bit of an unsung hero for people who are, who are looking for short-term debt. There's always circumstances where people need to be able to get hold of cash. Sometimes that desperation leads to them taking out pretty unaffordable arrangements. How does your approach to lending differ to, say, one of the TV advertised lenders? So, I mean, we're focused on affordability. And so we'll only lend to someone what we think they can afford. And I think one of the things we've been doing recently is trying to analyse and understand better the people that we serve and what they're looking for. And one of the things I think which came out of that quite strongly was something we understood from years of doing this anyway, but that often people overlook is that those that are uh, struggling month to month and have limited kind of spare income need is an affordable repayment. So, you know, it's about spreading the cost over a relatively long period of time. And, you know, there's some models like the Wonga model, but then there are others who will give you access to your wages early working with employers who work on the assumption that you can just dip into next month's pay this month to meet that unexpected cost. But there isn't a lot of thought given to, well, what, what, what's that person then going to do next month? And all the evidence from the applications we see is that most people are looking for modest amounts of money. Our average loan is £1,000, but they want to spread it over 12 or even longer, 12 months or even longer, so that they can manage that and make that loan payment affordable. And so we're trying to strike a balance between that and not stringing it out too long because the longer that they take the loan over, the more interest they ultimately pay and we want them to minimise that. So it's about trying to get that balance right and taking the time to, to look at each individual and really take a proper view on what they can afford rather than some algorithm making a decision based on what the, the lender, you know, the creditor's willingness to lose some money is whereas we're about trying to understand the circumstances of the borrower and come up with something we think they can genuinely afford. One of the things that's become apparent over the last 12 months is, I think, what's being called this digital divide, so people's ability to not only access broadband, but also the devices and also understand, have the digital skills in order to, to make use of them. What sort of stuff have you been doing at the union to address those issues? Firstly, in this last year, we've introduced this new app called Nevo based on a messaging format. So it's a bit like WhatsApp, but for regulated businesses. And it enables people to communicate with us very conveniently and securely and in a format that they're familiar with. It's a mobile experience and what we've found particularly with low income consumers is that they tend to be accessing the internet where they do via a mobile device and a you know a 4G connection rather than broadband. Everyone can send text messages and, and knows how that works so it's a very familiar kind of uh, format and that's worked really really well for us so we're looking to add new technology all the time to make that experience even better. We're also exploring introducing a new app with a partner that offers a budgeting and money management tool which is based on something called open banking which is basically where an individual would consent to allowing this app to take a look at their bank account transactions and use that information to educate the individual about their own spending so it might 
monitor someone's spending and say, if you continue to spend at the rate you're spending, we think you're going to run out of money before the end of the month. So you need to start planning and change your direction, maybe spend less or think about what you're going to do for the remainder of the month. And it's sort of using that technology to give people insights about their own spending that quite often I think we're all guilty of just not paying attention to it because it's too painful. We don't want to look at the balance on our account because we just kind of don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. And so this kind of tool is a really nifty way of breaking down that barrier. Your credit union is aimed at members of the co-op. For our listeners who are interested in understanding a bit more around credit unions, where can they find more detail on that? So there's a website called findyourcreditunion.co.uk. Quick Google and you'll find it. You can either tap in your postcode of where you live or where you work or select from a list of employers that offer credit unions and take it from there. Pretty straightforward. But I'd encourage anyone to uh, to get involved. And if there's anyone listening who fancies finding out more about our credit union, we're the Co-op Credit Union. You can find us on Google as well. And anyone who's a member of the Co-op can join. So you don't have to be working there. You just need to spend a quid on a membership card and you're eligible to join. And, and we'd love to have you as a member and do what we can to support you. Yeah, I think, you know, credit unions have the potential to do a really great job and they're underused vastly in this country. So anything that you can do and anything that we can do to help you promote your services and, and those of the credit union, then I'm, I'm fully, uh, fully behind. Thanks for coming in, Matt, and wish you and the union all the best for 2021 and keep up the good work. Well, thanks a lot for having me. It's been a pleasure. In the last episode, you heard about why having some savings, no matter how small, are an essential part of your financial toolkit for the new reality of work and money. I'm talking about a reality where many people simply don't know what money they've got coming in and when, because more and more employers are taking people on with short-term, freelance and zero-hour contracts. Coming out of the pandemic, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So what's the best way to cope with this new reality? Here's another tip for your financial survival toolkit, and it's using a credit union. You can save and you can borrow using a credit union. Credit unions are very similar to banks or builder societies, except they're smaller and usually focused on a local area, a particular community or a particular membership. How do they work? Well, they work by taking in deposits from people who want to save then they use those deposits to lend out to other members who want to borrow. They lend that money out at a higher interest rate than they pay to those people saving. If you're saving with a credit union, you'll make money on your savings. But the big difference between a credit union and a bank is that any profit the credit union makes goes back towards those people saving, unlike a bank where the profits are made for the bank. I think credit unions are a great way to save and they can give you an affordable way to borrow too. In an ideal world, you'd never need to use borrowed money. Life isn't like that, and there are always situations where you might need some emergency cash. I'm thinking of things like a burst tyre, an expensive MOT, or needing a new fridge. We've all seen examples of horrendous rates of interest charged by the likes of the payday lenders that you can see advertised on TV all the time. Credit unions are a legitimate alternative that can give you the chance to borrow emergency funds cheaply but you can also save with them and you're making a positive contribution to the community by saving. 
if you do need to borrow, is a cheap way of doing it. The Get On The Money podcast is out every other Thursday. To continue the conversation, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Get On The Money. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen, and it'd be great if you could leave a review too, please. Thanks, and see you next time.